Hey, hey, angels. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the pod. I'm your host, Rachel. This is the many versions of you. I hope that you're having a lovely holiday season and that you're trying to stay grounded and present and harnessing the best version of yourself possible that you can muster this time of year. I'm definitely trying to stay grounded, but I feel like in the winter it is so hard because the days just are such a weird blur. It gets dark early. It's The weather here has been so weird. It's like freezing and then it's 72 degrees. It's like just a confusing time to stay present and grounded, but I love the end of the year because I do love to take stock and review and assess and reflect back on the past 11 months, 12 months, to kind of just get to know myself better. It's another exercise in connecting to different versions of me by taking stock of my accomplishments this year, some goals that I've reached, habits that I've formed. You know, it's just a good time of year, I think, to reconnect with the best version of yourself and enter a new year with a really clear headspace of what's a priority, things that you want to focus on for next year, things that you are glad and grateful for from the past year. I like to think about the highs and lows of the year. And ways to do this would just be, I'd say, like, grab out a notebook and just start making some lists places that you've traveled this year, books that you've read this year, things you've watched this year. You can go back and go through your photos on your phone, or you could go back through your journal if you journal often. You can, in whatever way that you can gather the data or the analytics of the year. So you can use apps, you can like go into whatever apps you use every day. So for me, for instance, that would be Headspace. I can keep track of all the meditations I've done this year. My Duolingo, I can keep track of all the French lessons I've done this year. And a lot of these apps and websites these days will do year in reviews, year end, you know, lists. And Spotify does Spotify wrapped, your top albums, your most streamed songs. Like, This is all information that you can use to sort of, you know, take inventory and reflect back on what were some really memorable moments for you in 2022 and to really paint that picture of what 2022 you looked like and felt like. And you can you know, look in your calendar, all the work events you've done, all the pop-ups I've done this year, I've done a lot, and it feels nice to remind yourself that, and 
to take note of your productivity, see the things that you really were able to bring to fruition this year. And this is definitely part of a manifestation practice. You need to be calling things in. So if you're not making lists and taking notes and sort of analyzing yourself, who is and how are you going to connect with all these different versions of yourself without the info. So use everything that you have at your disposal and prioritize setting aside some time to really connect with this year's version of yourself. So this is everything under the sun. Small things, big things, things you're proud of, things you've realized, what you wanted to work on and what you didn't actually get to yet so that you can sort of set yourself up for what you want to focus on for next year. The best parties you went to, the best meals you ate, all the new people that you met. I feel like that's such a good one. Like the people that at this point you didn't even know this time last year, they could have had a huge impact on the 2022 you. If you have an iPhone, I feel like if you go to your photos folder and go back to each month of the year, that can be a really easy and visual way to sort of tap into all the different months and all the different events and all the different things that were important each season this year for you and can kind of just spark some essence of the year because you're kind of this exercise is to discover the overall essence of your year and you're basically just archiving your year for you to have something tangible to look back on this time next year to also see how much growth happens in one year two year five year ten year this is a really important way to stay connected to all these past versions of yourself. That just reminded me of a Joan Didion quote from one of her essays. It's called On Keeping a Notebook, and it's from her book, Slouching Towards Bethlehem. I'm going to read the quote. Why did I write it down? In order to remember, of course. But exactly what was it I wanted to remember? How much of it actually happened? Did any of it? Why do I keep a notebook at all? It is easy to deceive oneself on all those scores. The impulse to write things down is a peculiarly compulsive one, inexplicable to those who do not share it, useful only accidentally, only secondarily, in the way that any compulsion tries to justify itself. I suppose that it begins or does not begin in the cradle. Although I have felt compelled to write things down since I was five years old, I doubt that my daughter ever will for she is a singularly blessed and accepting child, delighted with life exactly as life presents itself to her, unafraid to go to sleep and unafraid to wake up. Keepers of private notebooks are a different breed altogether, lonely and resistant rearrangers of things, anxious malcontents, children afflicted apparently at birth with some pre-sentiment of loss. She goes on to say, how it felt to me. 
that is getting closer to the truth about a notebook. And then later on in the essay, she says this, remember what it was to be me. That is always the point. Later on in the essay, she says, our notebooks give us away. For however dutifully we record what we see around us, the common denominator of all we see is always transparently, shamelessly, the implacable I. We are talking about something private, about bits of the mind string, too short to use, an indiscriminate and erratic assemblage with meaning only for its maker. She ends the essay with this. Perhaps it is difficult to see the value in having oneself back in that kind of mood, but I do see it. I think we are all well advised to keep on nodding terms with the people we used to be, whether we find them attractive company or not. Otherwise, they turn up unannounced and surprise us, come hammering on the mine's door at 4 a.m. of a bad night and demand to know who deserted them, who betrayed them, who is going to make amends. We forget all too soon the things we thought we could never forget. We forget the loves and the betrayals alike. Forget what we whispered and what we screamed. Forget who we were. I have already lost touch with a couple of people I used to be. One of them, a 17-year-old, presents little threat, although it would be some interest to me to know again what it feels like to sit on a river levee, drinking vodka and orange juice, and listening to Les Paul and Mary Ford, and their echoes sing How High the Moon on the car radio. You see, I still have the scenes, but I no longer perceive myself among those present, no longer could even improvise the dialogue. It is a good idea, then, to keep in touch, and I suppose that keeping in touch is what notebooks are all about. And we are all on our own when it comes to keeping those lines open to ourselves. Your notebook will never help me nor mine you. And I know this is a very well-known work by Joan Didion, and maybe it's a little cliche, but I really do feel like it does sort of encompass that feeling of getting in touch with these different iterations of ourselves, these different versions of ourselves. Also, I just realized that I'm releasing this on Friday, December 23rd, which will be exactly one year since Joan Didion has passed. So shout out to St. Joni, my favorite author, who I love so much, who I still get so much wisdom from. And I think the end of the year is such a good time to almost like put 2022 you in a little time capsule on paper. Get in touch with the feelings that you felt and the shifts that you experienced and any pivots that were really worthy of noting and yeah, just it's not just what you accomplished, but it's what you felt and what you thought and all the creative endeavors that you embarked on this year. I, for one, am really proud of this podcast. I think even a year ago, I was not in the headspace to connect with myself through audio. It's really hard to listen to my voice recorded and I think I would have really overthought this but I'm proud of myself for finally just sort of embracing the cringe we can say or whatever 
just, yeah, throwing caution to the wind and doing something that I thought would be fun and creative and not overthinking it. And I'm excited I have this audio journal, audio diary kind of thing that I can look back in a few years and really know exactly how I was feeling with these podcast episodes. So yeah, the importance of archiving not only what you did and where you went and what you read and what you watched, but what you felt, what you thought, the moods, things that you learned about yourself, goals that you are proud of that are just for you. I love the idea of the notebook being useless to someone else. It is only for me. My notebook is only for me. Your notebook is only for you. It's not going to make sense. So don't do what you think you need to do with this exercise and be boastful and write down all the things that were super highlights. Capture the lows too and capture the fleeting nature of the year and yeah, just have a archived version of this year's self. But remember to have fun with it too. I think a really fun thing to note is your favorite outfits of the year and the favorite clothes that you got this year because sometimes that can be super important and relevant to how you presented and expressed yourself. And Maybe your favorite products that you use, your favorite skincare line or your favorite scents or your favorite candle, like anything that will immediately transport you to how you felt this year or summarize the overall, like I said, the essence of the year is going to be what will really be useful as time passes. And I think that this is important for just legacy and for the lasting versions of yourself and future use. And especially for me, now that I'm a mom, I like to think about what I'm leaving behind for my daughter and what she'll have to remember me with. And I feel like the more you can stay connected with yourselves, the easier it will be for those who come after you to connect with past versions of you and for your children and your family or whatever legacy that you're going to leave behind. It's important to be able to express that in the future and keeping a notebook is obviously something that I talk about every single episode of the podcast, but a year-end reflection is valuable even if you're not someone who's going to journal. And our next week's episode, I'm going to talk about intentions for next year. And so the episodes will sort of go hand in hand, but the better practice you can get into with keeping track of these lists and these favorites and these whatever 
archival data that we're collecting, it will be helpful for past selves and future selves. So all around, every version of you will benefit if you can just sort of give yourself the mental headspace and quiet to reflect back on 2022 you. Anyway, I feel like this is going to be a short and sweet one. Hopefully you are inspired to keep track of all that inspired you this year because inspiration is so finicky and it's something that you got to always work on collecting it gathering it worshiping it (laughs) it's inspiration to me is everything so yeah keep track of what inspired you this past year all the things the scents the smells the tastes the films the movies the friends the clothes the podcasts the playlists the songs the albums the books the photos it's all part of what made you you this year i love you guys ciao talk to you next week we will all be only the 2022 versions of ourselves for only a few more weeks so enjoy it while it lasts and hopefully you will be able to discover the overall essence of your year bye bye